Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes each day. Though that's short, that keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for the strength and development of our faith. Because, as we keep saying, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So, help people in your life, people you know who need to grow in their faith, who need to start thinking about their relationship with God and their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means every day. Share with your family members, your work associates, your friends, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help them turn their life around. Maybe help them get to heaven. And what a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you by sharing these short studies with them every day with everybody you can. Make that commitment. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the question, are you neglecting your soul's salvation? We've talked about how we need to be diligent in our focus on getting to heaven. I have, over great many years, continually tried to get across the point in teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ that nothing matters but getting to heaven. Now, I'm not being flippant in that, and I'm not being short-sighted in that. I'm telling you that is the main and the most major goal that every one of us ought to have in our lives, getting to heaven. If we die physically while being lost spiritually, then our whole life has been an utter failure. Now, you might say, well, well what, what, I was able to accomplish this. I was able to achieve that. If you don't get to heaven, your life's been a failure. And don't think you're going to take somebody with you to heaven if you're not going there yourself. So getting to heaven is all that matters. Now, if that's the road we're taking, then likely we'll be able to influence some other people to go with us. But if we're not going, we're not going to take anybody to heaven because that's not our destination. So we need to be focused. We need to give the more the more urgent heed to the things which we have been which we have heard that is we've heard the gospel message of salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ when Jesus was ready to ascend back to heaven he told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation he who believes and is baptized shall be saved he who does not believe shall be condemned mark 16 verses 15 and 16 If we're true Christians, we've heard that message of salvation, and we've responded to it in obedience by being baptized into Christ so that the blood that he shed on the cross could cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. And as that happened, as we were forgiven through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, as we came into salvation in him, as we were baptized into him, Romans 6 and verse 3, then we just came out of the starting blocks, so to speak. We began a new life in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. And now we need to stay diligent. In fact, the apostle Peter says, be even more diligent to make your call and election, and that's talking about your salvation, sure. Stay focused. Stay on track. Do not neglect your salvation.
Now, in the first major section of this study, we looked at two basic ways how people neglect their salvation. First, they they neglect their salvation by never coming to Christ for salvation. Oh, they may say they believe in him, but they never come to him in obedience, faithful obedience. They've never been baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins. The second major way that people neglect their salvation is that once some have become true Christians, they drifted away from their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They went back into the ways of the world. They went back into sinfulness, and they drifted away. And so the Hebrews writer says they have neglected their salvation. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. We need to be careful to not neglect our salvation. Now, let's look at some other ways that people neglect their salvation. And sometimes even after having become a Christian, how could they kind of recondition themselves or lose their conditioning to drift away, to neglect their salvation? Well, one way is what we read in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. What does the Hebrews writer say there? In verse 23, he says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. What confession of hope did we make? We became a Christian. We were baptized into Christ. The blood that he shed on the cross thereby cleansed us of the guilt of our sins, and we entered into salvation in Christ. But now, you see, the Hebrews writer says, and this is God's word, we need to hold fast to that confession of hope. We need to pay attention to it. It needs to be our life goal and our life's focus, main, main focus in our life for the rest of our lives. And then in the next verse, he says, let us hold, I'm sorry, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And so he's talking about encouraging others, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be strong in their faith, and also to look to them for encouragement and strength for our faith. And then how? How do we hold fast to our confession of hope? How do we stir up or encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ to be strong in their faith, in their confession of hope? And how do we allow them or benefit from them and their faith and their faithfulness to strengthen us in in ours. The next verse, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What is the writer focusing on there? He's focusing upon ourselves as Christians, true Christians, and thereby the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the family of God, making sure that we come together as the church and with the church consistently and continually to worship God and study his word, to remember the death, the burial, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 
through partaking of the Lord's Supper each first day of the week and letting the world around us see that faith in us. We need to be with the church when the church comes together to worship God and study his word. You know, there are a whole lot of folks who are asleep spiritually. Yeah, they are. And there are a whole lot of folks who would call themselves Christians who are spiritually sleeping right now. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, the Apostle Paul wrote this, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first first believed. We need to awake out of sleep if we're finding ourselves drowsing, dozing off spiritually. Have you ever been maybe with a group of family members or friends and you've sat down to a big dinner and afterwards you maybe move into the living room or the family room and you sit and somebody turns on the TV and maybe there's a football game on and you're talking and you're sharing back and forth and then you notice old Joe sitting over there in the easy chair, hey, he's, he's just dozed off. He's sleeping. Well, you might chuckle about that. Somebody might reach over and shake him a little bit and wake him up, or you might just let him still sleep. But there's a whole lot of people, once they've become true Christians, they've not paid proper attention to their steadfastness. They've not paid proper attention to their strength of faith and growing in their faith to their dedication and commitment and consistency. And they've been dozing off spiritually. And some of them have just simply fallen fast asleep. How sad that is. How sad to fall asleep. And many are asleep and they're growing weaker in their faith all the time. Their condition is characterized in part by their neglect, their neglect to worship God with the church as they ought. They're not gaining that strength by being there with their brothers and sisters in Christ in fellowship, in worship. They're not gaining the strength of that association because they're not with them. And they're spiritually asleep. It's very difficult. In fact, it's near impossible to fulfill all that worship is supposed to achieve either to God or for our fellow Christians except by gathering together with them in some way as the church. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, notice this particular instruction as to are praising God and glorifying him through song as we come together to worship him as the church, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Did you notice that? Now, those songs are songs of praise. Those songs are are sung to glorify God. In some cases, they're prayers to God. But did you catch that part about speaking to one another? through the words of those songs and hymns and spiritual songs? And what about Colossians 3 and verse 16? 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Oh, yes, we're singing those songs primarily in worship to God. But the words of those songs have meaning. They have messages. And so as we sing together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, we're teaching and admonishing one another through the words, through the messages of those songs. How can you do that if you're not there with the church as they worship God? Are you neglecting your salvation by not being with the church as they come together to worship God and study his word? Are you making excuses for not being there every time the church meets and you possibly can? We'll look a little further next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to stop being neglectful if we're guilty of that neglect, to stop being neglectful of our soul's salvation, of our strengthening of our faith, and thereby strengthening our soul. Help us and guide us in this, Father. Give us your wisdom and guide us to always live to your glory. We pray, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.